You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. In 2014, Susan and Christopher Edwards were convicted of murder and sentenced to a minimum of 25 years in prison. To this day, they maintain their innocence. That is how the three episodes that kick this off start, and it's the last thing you see as the fourth episode ends in this miniseries called The Landscapers. Landscapers is a dramatized retelling of this story. The couple killed Susan's parents and buried them in the rear garden of the elderly couple's home. They set about concealing both the deaths and the burials for the next 15 years, taking all their money and fleeing to France, becoming very good writing friends with Gerard Depardieu. And so Christopher lets slip what they've done. And the investigation begins with the pair telling their version of the events. But the story that Susan and Christopher have concocted is a fantasy, and that is exactly how Landscapers presents their story. Set pieces move during interrogation. Entire scenes play out as classic Gary Cooper Western films. We see their version in near-typical crime procedural, and then we see it again in glorious classic cinema stylings. But what is the truth? We are here to discuss that very quandary about this murdering duo with a penchant... Penchant? Penchant. 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 A penchant for the audacious. But are they unrelenting liars? Are they cold-blooded killers with the foresight and malice jointly agreeing to murder and conceal the bodies of Susan's parents? Or are they as innocent as they fervently claim with the twists and turns in this miniseries? Maybe... Joao Depardieu is the hero we all needed. I am T.C. Stewart of the Screener Squad, and I am joined today by Jordan. Hello, and I'm glad you corrected yourself that this is a four-episode miniseries. Yes, and I am also joined by Chad. Hi, Jordan. I'm glad we both had the foresight to be detective constables. <laughs> but what's the I for? Are you an inspector? I outrank you. Damn it. <laughs> These two have decided to name themselves D.C. Chad O'Flynn, funny, and D.C.I. Jordan making Jordan outranks you because she is a detective chief inspector. Indeed. There we go. Well, I signed on to this because you two signed on for this. I saw that it needed a third. I love Olivia Coleman. I love David Thuelis. And I was fascinated just by the trailer for this, but mostly I signed on because you two signed on. So let's see what you two think of this. Yay, nay, thumbs up, thumbs down. How'd you walk away from this thing? I'm going to go yay because I was fascinated. Now, first off, it's a English miniseries with Olivia Coleman and David Twellis. <laughs> yeah, no shock. It's well acted. It's fucking amazing. So I got what I was promised. Yeah, this is acted extraordinarily well yeah. by everyone in the cast, not just the two leads, but specifically the two leads. Yes. The way the miniseries was presented, like the very first scene, I know me and TC have been in the same situation. You're setting up a shot. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, okay, background. And it's like, 
are we actually watching them filming this? Yes, that's one of the cool things about this. And Chad has a filmmaking background as well. He and I have been producing together for over a decade. This whole thing kicks off with that sentence I said, they are convicted, sentenced to a minimum of 25. And you hear rolling camera, sound, background, and action. And then the miniseries begins. Yeah, and it's all very fascinating, especially the second episode, which leaned a lot heavier into it. And the third episode, which just went full, okay, I watched a Jim Jarmusch film. (laughs) I'll show you. The third episode has one of my favorite moments of the whole miniseries, which is the cops sort of closing in in their interrogation. And the lead played by Cato Flynn, says, you know what, Let's. this is how it played out. This is how it played out. The set that they're on just starts falling apart. She gets up and walks them to the set of the parents' bedroom, and Olivia Coleman's protesting. She's like, this isn't how it happened. She's like, no, no, you guys stand there. Hey, you two look better than the last time we saw you. And it plays out in one continuous shot. It's so fascinatingly cool. The background crew all had PPE on. Oh, yes, they had COVID masks. It was yes. so cool. That uh, TC took the words right out of my mouth. Like, that was my favorite scene, too. Yeah. That was an extraordinary scene. And the whole finale, where they do continue it with this dreamlike state, where it plays out like a Gary Cooper Western. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Costumes, the full set pieces, they shot it on film, it and looks a good like. A portion of it is in black and white and played up mm-hmm. like. Like, they obviously did show clips of High Noon throughout the series. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I guess they're going full High Noon here. <laughs> and they do, because Olivia Coleman's character, Susan, loves old westerns. And because of that... O- old cinema, yeah. Old cinema, old westerns. And because of that, we see portions of this played out through her fantasy. It's very... You had said in the chat, Jordan, this gets very surreal. The third episode's very surreal, It starts in the seconds, and it's a lot of those moments where a standard biopic, a standard true crime miniseries would just show you the events in a very typical cliche biopic. Oh, this is the interrogation. This is possibly what happened. I think it's something like Dead Man Walking or Monster with Charlize. No, this doesn't do that. This thing breaks all the traditions of a standard biopic, a true crime biopic. And takes what could ultimately be a really good documentary and makes a really cinematic four-part miniseries. Mm. I'm very, very impressed by this whole thing. Yeah, and even in the first episode where you see the email correspondence going back and forth and you see DCI caller reading it out. And then you pan on over seeing David Wells just saying what he's emailed. So Mm -hmm. it's very fascinating. And yeah, the acting is across the board. I really do think in a career full of amazing performances, this is a real highlight of Olivia Coleman. She really does act the absolute shit out of this. And David Twellis is just affable as ever. Mm -hmm. He comes across as like meticulating, but also kind of dumb. But it seems calculated. And I looked into the true story of this. And they show clips and news reports from the actual events during the credit sequence of each episode. Mm -hmm. And he was a very charming guy. He's not handsome. He's not a leading man like Olivia Coleman's Susan saw him. But he's hard not to like. Even seeing like the courtroom clips where he's making the jury laugh. Not like raucously laugh, but chuckle because he's just a charmingly nice guy. The what was it? His stepmother. Yes. Said he was very educated, and good. He just didn't apply himself. He didn't pursue anything to make himself better in this world, which he might not have wanted anyways. Mm-hmm. The look of this film 
basically feels like every cinematographer's wet dream, like in <laughs> like their fourth year of film school. Oh, yeah. Like they get to like practice all the cool things that they never get to do 99% of the time. This scene we're shooting on old Technicolor actual film. You ready to do that? Oh, man. They, they did that first episode when they realize, you know, they're alone and they have to be together. It's almost like a set on a stage mm-hmm. where the lights burn out around them and it's just one spot on them. But then they turn it into Western by the fourth episode. Mm -hmm. There were so many cool things it did. And I'm wondering, are we hyping this? I mean, I don't know what you guys are going to ultimately grade this as, but I can tell that we all pretty much really like it. I mean, I put it on as my favorite show of the year only because of the visual imagery. This movie isn't about whether or not they did it. Mm-hmm. It says from the beginning, like you're told, like, hey, they're in jail for this. Yeah. I think the element, the fact that they collected, they spent all this money that they were siphoning off her dead parents into like this celebrity memorabilia <laughs> really like, I mean, I, I feel like that's the only reason why this uh, miniseries is a miniseries is because they are such film buffs. And that gives like people like us the creative juices to turn what could be cut and paste crime documentary mm-hmm. and making it into something really special where you're not I- meant to pick and choose a side. You're just there for the ride. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I'm glad it's the three of us doing this, because I know we have other filmmakers on the site, but the three of us are active filmmakers. Jordan, she, uh, you've gone to film school. Chad did his stint in film school as well. Like, And I do think you're right, Chad. This appealed to me, and I'm assuming to you too as well, because of the production, the production of this story, that this isn't a cut-and-paste biopic crime story no that they played they had some fun with this the production is outstanding but yeah the acting is really good the writing is very good because again it leads into the surreal production it also doesn't even really try and look at you and say well what do you think right just brings us along and it's like well you draw your own fucking conclusions we're not doing this for you and i admired that i really did and yeah olivia colin and david wells is great but i did want to highlight kate o'flynn as dc emma lansing fantastic yeah and her partner dc paul wilkie played by samuel anderson Mm -hmm. i thought those two were excellent together they had such a great dynamic back and forth chemistry that you can believe they'd want to put up with Daniel Rigby as DCI Collier, who is <laughs> just a prick, a bit of a self-important prick, being like, "Ooh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this case, and it'll make my career." Shut the, dude. It's just a fucking murder. <laughs> it's a cold case. Their chemistry. Cato Flynn and her partner's chemistry was so good that one of my other favorite moments in the entire four episodes is, is their the last scene together. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, oh, man. That was so good. Weird. I'm glad I'm not alone. I actually watched it a second time, that scene specifically. I showed it to an actress friend and said, you don't even need the context. Look at this scene. It's so well acted. It's so well written. And there's a short story unto itself in this three-minute stint right here. And it's great. And then they start their relationship. You immediately know the first time they're on screen what their relationship's going to be like. And to have that kind of ending, that pin on it, was great. Yeah, I I really love that ending. And yeah, that final scene that they have together is exceptional. It is 
so completely well done. I could watch a whole show about the two of them. That could be their no, yeah, no, pilot into their own cap show. <laughs> Lansing and Wilkie. It totally felt like something I would have seen in Broadchurch, which, of course. which had Olivia Coleman itself. Yeah, or Luther even. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Did you... Wait, I now want to see these two characters working under Luther. Yeah. <laughs> I can somehow make that work. Do you two know that Gary Cooper had a cameo in this? No, he did. Yep. That's amazing. Not just the stock footage, on, but... Uh, yeah, not stock footage. Not on screen, but he was there as Lansing's dad on the phone when she calls him. Oh, wow. That's yeah, very that cool. Gary Cooper. That's very Holy cool. Holy shit. <laughs> I know we're talking a lot about the production of this, and now we're delving into like the performances or whatnot, but I do feel like if you are into crime fiction, true crime stories, the Netflix documentaries like Making a Murderer or mastermind tiger king this is going to give you a fix you didn't know you wanted even though they tell you up front these two are in jail they claim they're innocent and then you get four hours less than four hours because they're 45 minute episodes it's still so intriguing and it sucks you in bit by bit to just watch this tower slowly crumble and wobble and fall if you like crime fiction if you like true crime stories I can't recommend this enough. This is such a cool presentation of what could be a very standard thing. It was a great blend of a true crime documentary and a biopic. I did also want to highlight Dipple Ola as Douglas Hilton. He was mm-hmm. adorable. Yeah, it's Susan's Lawyer. representative. Is mm-hmm. like, yeah, their chemistry is off the charts too. And they even have a nice little poignant conversation. It's like, well, oh, it's kind of fucking hard for me, you know, black lawyer and, you know, just how honestly likable that she is. Really, the one thing I found fascinating was that Susan and Christopher weren't so much worried about being found guilty as they were being forever separated. Yes. Mm-hmm. And neither of them wanted the other one to suffer. There's like a real love here, which we come to understand in that last scene between Olivia Coleman and Deepa Ola, that last scene they had together speaks a lot about what she wants. She doesn't care if she's going to prison. She doesn't want him to go to prison. And Vice versa, we get that with David Wells' Christopher character where he's just worried about her this whole time. Deepo Ola points that out. He's, he's just, I wish people could see how good of a person you are in this way. But that's not how trials work. That's not how investigations work. And they have that, that last little moment between them is quite good, too. A lot of this builds up nicely. The characters and the relationships pay off by that fourth episode. Even there's a subtle little thing about who Susan hero worships in what Deepo Ola gets to do in the fourth episode in the cowboy western Mm -hmm. version of what we see play out metaphorically. Her perception of hero worship kind of shifts really nicely. And that's a good payoff to everything that builds up to this. It's not all about, are they going to get away with it? What's the verdict going to be? We know that from the get-go. It's about how do we get there and what is the result of these relationships that you see build and fall apart throughout. But... We are clearly just sitting here and just babbling the praises of this thing. Are there any criticisms? What do you guys feel? Were there any shortcomings to this thing? Honestly, I really can't think of any. At worst, I feel like maybe some scenes kind of dragged on a bit, but that's really it. Yeah. Minor, normal things that happen in production. Nothing to sully, like, how good this is. I I agree. I really do agree that it's a stretch for me to even sit here and think of what I would criticize about this. Even when I sat down to watch this, I wasn't ready to love it. I was... 
a little skeptical because this isn't my genre. I don't really care for true crime unless it's a really good story. This was a really good story, and it was played out really, really well. And I'm just going to fold that into some final thoughts here, if you guys don't mind. Sure. Truth is stranger than fiction. Some of the best films come from real events or people, and true crime has given us some of the best real stories. There are documentaries that would make excellent movies and have something like 30 Minutes or Less, which, not a great movie, is a dramatization of Mastermind, the pizza bomb bank robbery killer. If you guys don't know anything it's about crazy. that. It's crazy. Totally look it up. It was a Netflix documentary series before Tiger King, and I feel just as twisted as Tiger King, if not shorter. There's less characters in it. Monster with Charlize Theron is Arlene Warnos's horrible story. Imagine... Tiger King with Michael Keaton as Joe Exotic, right? Take these bonkers true crime stories and let Hollywood, let this team who made landscapers go to town because a true story presented by truly skilled actors and storytellers. While this could have been a biopic or miniseries like any other, Will Sharp and his team gave us one of the most unique true crime stories that I've seen in a long time. The mix of the theatrical the stage theatrical, the cinematic, it plays extraordinarily well in the theater of police and courtroom dramas. Olivia Coleman and David Thewellis are completely fantastic, as we said, and the rest of the cast is spectacular as well. Cato Flynn, Sam Anderson, and Deepo Ola, as mentioned already. While I don't normally love true crime stuff, I am a fan of finding new ways to tell stories, and the production of this miniseries is wonderful. I'm giving this a 9 out of 10 letters to Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, why don't you take it away next? I mean, everything you said, I'm not going to repeat it. I, I was like you, went into this cold, really wasn't expecting this to be that good. Actors, actresses, all of them were amazing, and I'm doing exactly what I said I wasn't going to do, which is repeating <laughs> Talk about you. the score. My God, the <sighs> score of this is incredible. The score was amazing. I, I really, my as much as I liked Susan and Chris's arc, because, you know, that is the main arc, I did like what was going on with the police force. Even though police are deceptive and they're trying to pull out things, and maybe Susan and Chris are telling somewhat the truth. I think it's... Both sides are half truths and somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It's it's very gray. But I mean, don't take this as a true crime documentary. They're really just showing you what the ride was on Susan and Chris's side because you've already seen what the police and the prosecutors are telling you what the story is. Now let's take a reimagining of what it was like for them in the moment. Mm -hmm. These two filmophiles, filmophiles, cinemophiles, cinemophiles. <laughs> it, it was on my number one list and I didn't even finish it. I will admit that now. I didn't finish it before I had to write my top three. But after those first two episodes, I, how could I not? Mm -hmm. It was gorgeous. You did finish it for this review just to make it clear to anyone listening. Well, I guess otherwise I have foresight to know that there's a Western in the fourth episode. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I it, that first episode hooks you, especially if you're a cinephile or somebody that works in the industry, even just a regular person on the street. Long story short, I, it's a really, really good miniseries. It's quick. It, it hits you. You don't know what to think because you really want to sympathize with these characters. But in the end, they did kill somebody. And it's still questionable, like, who did the killing? So, I don't know. Everything's gray. 
everything sucks, but also it looks gorgeous. I'm going to give landscapers, yeah, 9 out of 10 poorly planned phone calls to my stepmom. <laughs> Are any phone calls to a stepmom or mom in general going to play out how you plan? Oh, no, They're not at all. <laughs> Uh, Jordan. This was absolutely incredible. David Wells is amazing. Olivia Coleman is fantastic. That, that The acting all around is great. And yes, I do love this great hybrid of true crime documentary and biopic. It works so tremendously that I really couldn't help but be amazed by the production and the way we're brought in with the camera it was truly engaging in a way i hadn't seen or felt in a very long time so i'm gonna give it nine out of ten high noon posters <laughs> wah, wah, wah. i know that's not high noon yeah what the i'm sorry <laughs> jordan i think we have to murder chad and bury him in your garden i'm really unsure how but okay do you have a nice garden at least <laughs> like will it fit me i'm a pretty husky person. i mean yeah it's a pretty big fucking garden sweet 